0: Well, hello again. My name is Adam Cuppy, and I'm your host today on Collaboration Code Radio. I have uh, my guest here, and this episode is going to be a little different than you've probably been hearing lately. But I want to introduce you to Will Liu, and Will is a veteran, so a former member of our armed, for armed forces, and he is—he and I are going to chat through some of the ways in which those of you who might be listening now. Who have or are in the armed forces can utilize some of your benefits to move into a new career path into tech because as he's going to point out this is software engineering specifically is not a role that you can assume inside the service however it is absolutely available to you after the fact so we'll talk a little bit about that he comes from a background and is now very much dedicated to helping folks and working with folks in other areas that are tangential to software. And we'll talk about that as well so with all that being said hi will how are you i'm doing great thanks for having me adam yeah thank you so much so uh for the sake of this let's start with some of your background so kind of give us a we'll we'll call it your origin story like take us back in time where do we begin
1: (laughs) uh so prior to coming to sunny san diego uh i was actually born and raised in houston texas uh got my undergrad degree in a non-tech field, uh, kinesiology, but after trying to figure out what to do with my life, what I want to be when I grow up, um, the Navy came up, uh, applied and ended up serving four years uh, in the Navy as a surface warfare officer. It ultimately took me out of Texas, brought me down to San Diego, and since then, it's been hard to leave. Um, transitioned out in 2017. Uh, Went into management consulting uh, for the federal government at Booz Allen. Did about five years of project management work, uh, data visualization, and made my first pivot into tech. Uh, Went to a fintech startup uh, early last year and ended up, I think, as many people having to go through another transition. Uh, The company's still around, but they ended up having to uh, do um RIF uh, with staff. And through networking and different connections ended up pivoting again uh, into the government space. So currently I'm working with a Navy program, uh, the Navy Information Warfare Center Pacific. Uh, on a day-to-day I'm interacting with engineers, uh, project managers, uh, contract specialists, people within acquisitions. But I'm that person who interacts with everybody who has to speak multiple languages, deal with different personalities and help make sure that the different projects that we come up with um, get delivered back to the military and and it works and it's successful.
0: I would imagine that uh, the degree of empathy and context awareness that veterans are going to have coming into a position like one you're in is going to be quite meaningful and purposeful. because you know, I'm not a service member myself. Uh, and I know that, but I do know from other contexts, how much of that kind of prior knowledge plays a pretty substantial role into how I approach a problem that's in front of me. And I would assume that that's true here as well, right? That having been in the military, even for only four years is just given a little bit of extra context and awareness on how to go about communication and handling some of that problem solving.
1: No, oh, you're spot on. It's um, you know, you get presented with a task and there's nothing you can do on your own. Everything requires some degree of teamwork, some degree of interaction. Maybe this thing didn't work. You have to move a schedule. You need help with a function that you've never interacted with before. But you're constantly in a position where you're having to learn a new language, learn new terminology, figure out how that figure out how these pieces interact with one another. And at the same time, you you got to present status reports, reports to senior leadership. So you're tailoring communication. You're kind of understanding the why, the high picture, the high level uh, impact of everything, and then figuring out how do I tailor that communication, you know, get this person to buy into what I'm doing.
0: And that's something that I think all service members leave with whenever they finish their service. Mm -hmm. Now, it was interesting as we were talking, and I mentioned this a little earlier about how, you know, things like software development, that that's not a role that you can assume inside the service, which is interesting to me. It's very fascinating to think that because it's so fundamental to so many different things. And I would imagine, especially in our armed forces, that there are so many dependencies on software and the tooling there. So it seems quite interesting that that is not a role in in the armed forces and
1: it's been interesting to see that dynamic because where i'm at now uh, a lot of the software developers are the ones who are developing the programs that then get taken to the service members so i'm kind of on the other side where i am meeting um new developers seasoned developers who are developing that code that ends up going to that going back to the service member and. It's interesting to me that a lot of the people who are working on those projects actually haven't met the people who are, uh, who are actually using what they've created. So I think there's a level of connection that could really, really happen that would be beneficial when you're like, you're meeting that, like in tech, you're meeting the end user, you're talking to the customers. And yeah, I think having that connection could be
0: something that service members who know how to code could bring. Yeah. So what's really fascinating is so at Learn Academy, we heavily endorse the vet tech program, which is through the VA. It's a benefit mm-hmm. that service members receive and it allows them to go through a program like ours at virtually no cost to them aside from their time. So it seems like a really great opportunity as and in addition to that, at this point in time, at record at the time of recording this, it also doesn't take away from your GI benefits your GI bill benefits either, so it's really in addition to. So it seems like a really great utility for somebody to utilize to not only get their feet wet, but also potentially find a new career path where they could take advantage of their former service, that former context, and apply it into building those tools that you know other service men and women would be able to use. Which is mm-hmm. kind of what brought us to this conversation, right? Is kind of the benefit that that program can bring to that kind of career growth as well right yeah and
1: you know we always talk about risk in the military and for me when I looked at the vet tech program um, I I did a full stack developer program uh, through vet tech and for me minus the time commitment I absolutely loved it I I look at a website differently now Um, I'm in business school right now part-time and whenever we come up with uh, code, like whenever we we test Python a bit, I use, I've used it, took a SQL class, and just having some background of how to write code, jumping into SQL wasn't different, or even just a basic Excel uh, function, just having some knowledge of how to write lines of code and how things work together. Um, I'm not writing code now for a living, but I understand it, things make sense, I know where to look up things. If you give me terminology, I can figure out where to find it. So I left that tech with a great, benefit, um, a great baseline knowledge of tech, code. So you know, just the concept of it isn't even intimidating anymore. Versus you know, before the programming started, if you're like, "Hey, I want you to write code," I'd probably just say, "Go find someone else," or you know, "Sure, give me a, no way, impossible."
0: But it's something you can tackle now because. I had that confidence to do it as as a result of that tech. That is really cool. I I think it is a wonderful thing. I come from stage acting and very often I get asked the question like, what have you used from your acting degree that you put to use? And I'm like, oh, where, where should I begin? Which, you know, is true with so many people who are going through a career transition as they're taking from other experiences and bringing them into the new experience, which especially in this situation, where especially in our armed forces there's so much there to have learned from there's so much context there there's so much positive reinforcing structure there's so much around discipline and dependability i mean these are traits that are very heavily instilled into you know our various programs in that way that it also makes a lot of sense that those would be highly valued on a technical team Sure. And so kind of making that transition into software, even if your role is not directly into writing software, but maybe into project management or product management, things along those lines, that would be of high value to an organization. And so making that transition would be a great thing. No, I, I agree. It's um, like my current supervisor always talks
1: about how she can train someone to be technical, but she can't train someone to communicate well, how to interact with people there's so many intangible things that you gain from your time and service that you can't just watch a YouTube video and pick up. You can't just listen to a podcast and pick up. It's experienced. You, it th- you gain it through interacting with people. Um, and, you know, you take all these things that are difficult to teach that you already have. And then you actually put them through something you can teach, which is software development or just learning how to code. So, that tech definitely offers that offers that bridge for service members who it's, often you're going to hear this, um a, a lot of a lot of service members have told me I'm not technical or we'll go we'll go somewhere with conversation talk about oh I can't do that you know I don't have a tech background so this is just one of those many solutions that help bridge that gap and almost remove that
0: excuse of saying I'm not technical. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. So for yourself, I'm really curious, where do you, what kind of, what was sort of the thing that really made you want to go down this path, um, especially after your four years? Like what, was there something, some direct impetus that was like, you know, this is why I want to make that choice. Was it something you were naturally drawn to, or you saw an opportunity somewhere? Like, give us an idea of that for you. I... I am an example of the service members I've met. I came
1: from, uh, essentially like a program manager background, uh, nothing technical whatsoever. So for me going into the workforce, to be honest, I noticed the people who are technical get paid more. They have, they have yeah, more communities. Sure. There's They're, a pretty uh, direct incentive. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, at the end of the day, there's plenty of work. um, you look at a lot of the remote work that people are looking for right now, a lot of it's technical. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, it, honestly, the incentive for me was the opportunity. There's just so much more opportunity when you know that thing that nobody else can do, or, you know, that thing that a lot of people are shying away from, or such a small percentage of people can do. Uh, at least the way I approached my career is how do I try to become that unicorn who has all these skills Who's combined so many different skills that nobody else can compete with? So, for me, going into the, learning how to code um, was to add that extra card in the stack or add the extra skill set to hopefully just become a better candidate and make myself a more attractive, um, I guess, consultant at the
0: time for the company. I love that. Yeah, relatedly, when I, you know, because I come from a background that doesn't seem like a natural path into tech, you know, coming through very expressive art form, like theater. One of the great advantages I will say is that selfishly my story sounds really interesting (laughs) and right. I mean, and it actually creates an interestingly an interesting addition of engagement, especially when I am going through the interview process is it gives an opportunity for me to stand out in a way That is just simply by proxy of having that former experience, which relatedly, you know, aside from, you know, being a veteran, but coming from another career path, regardless of what it is, you know, that's a part of that, your story that makes you unique aside from other candidates. It's one of the things we talk about on the career services side of, you know, there as look at it, fortunately or unfortunately, so kind of in a neutral way standing out is really important because of how many people are probably applying for the very same role you are and if you are doing it the same way and you appear situationally the same and your resumes look the same and your covers letters are all looking the same then you're no more unique than the person to your left and to your right but the reality is is that we are all very unique if we embrace that history and not let go of those things that we did before we pursued this. And so in addition to all these things of learning discipline and structure and how to manage and communicate with others, also bringing into the fold former experiences as a veteran into being, working for a FinTech company or any company for that matter is a real leg up. I mean, there's a real advantage to that um, in terms of just standing out to get the job. So I I would totally agree with that. I'm really curious about um, what, you know, were your expectations versus the reality of actually coming into tech any different? Like, did you start with certain expectations, either stereotypes or just kind of beliefs around what you'd expect and those to be different on the other side of it after you've gone through the process? Was there any changes there that come to mind? They, um,
1: I think, there's a lot of functions that you, you don't get exposed to within the military or even within consulting. So it was uncommon back back then for me to meet a product manager, to meet with um, someone gathering consumer insights, to meet with a business development team, uh, to meet with people overseas, like in a different country, doing engineering work. There are so many aspects of tech that I was never exposed to. So it was really, really eye opening to, for example, during my interview, um, I talked to the COO and coming from, that's like, you know, like you're not going to, outside of a startup, it's kind of uncommon. Like you're not going to meet someone so senior during the interview process. Um, just a level of interaction, the coordination, the people are phenomenal. I think. I went in every day thinking, this is incredible, the level of talent that I'm meeting, how quickly people are able to turn out uh, a product or take an insight and fix a bug or implement um, a new feature. So, yeah, it, it was a lot of work, but at the same time, you left feeling really fulfilled because you're, with, you're in it with everybody. Like that is, you have that teamwork
0: aspect and you know, everybody's tired, but everybody's excited. Uh-huh. So it really, really keeps you going. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the same thing that reminds me about stage theater, too. It's like you're in it, you're in it together. You're like, we're all trying to make to pull this thing off. Our timeline is shrinking. Our budget is gone. Like, (laughs) you know, we're all stressed, but just endlessly excited. And yeah, I would imagine that that is that's very true. Yeah, for sure. It's very, very true. Um, The. So speaking more to. Those folks that are listening right now who are considering utilizing their benefits, assuming that, you know, we're speaking to folks that are veterans, considering making that leap. What are some of the things that might come to mind on how to prepare for a transition into a program, whether it's with learn or otherwise? Is there anything that you'd recommend for them, ways to think about it or some let's do some expectation setting if we could around that from your vantage point.
1: What helped me make that
0: transition was the program I
1: went through offered this, uh, I want to say one to two week crash course in Python, almost like a Python one-on-one. And the only thing you had to do was sign up for it. So I think it's hard to replicate what it's like to write code if you're just watching it on a, a video, like you really, really have to do it. And whether it's through learning in Learner program, I, Highly recommend just taking a short class, write a little bit, or do one of the free programs online. But give it a shot and just see if you like it. Um, I, for me, my brain is very, very um, point A to point B, really, really line by line, structured. So once it started to click in my head, I was like, this is cool. I can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a big transition for, I think, for anybody. But, but I, I've, I've loved it
0: yeah there's a program we offer called Jumpstart, which is designed entirely to do this it's like get your get your feet wet it, you know the we've talked a lot lately, especially about um that it is quite inexpensive, practically free how to learn how to code. It almost doesn't make sense for most people to go spend any amount of money to learn how to just do the coding part of the work. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a vast majority of learning how to be a developer has nothing to do with the code you're writing. It has to do with how you learn to learn because mm-hmm. the code's going to constantly change. What you're using today will not be the thing you use in five years, very likely. Yeah. Yeah. So being able to adapt to that is really important. Communication, really important. Stress management, yeah. insanely important because if we're doing the thing we assume we're going to do, which is innovate, by its definition, it means that we're going to be doing new things all the time. And mm-hmm. so being able to manage the stress of timelines, deadlines, responsibilities, also just feeling like you don't know what you're doing. And it's the confusion, like managing that is really important. And also how critical it is that we take the time to enjoy it, <laughs> like learn to enjoy it. Cause it isn't for everybody. Sure. You know, some people, their brains just don't they don't enjoy my wife is an example who's a phenomenal creator but it's just not something she enjoys to do sitting in front of a computer writing random looking characters (laughs) it's just not something she digs it's okay and so taking that opportunity to figure that out before you make a massive leap into a program where you're going to commit a lot of your time spend a reasonable amount of money or utilize a benefit that you have available to you uh, it's important like dip your toe in the water first so i I definitely echo that sentiment as well any other advice or encouragement things uh, again around the expectation setting that you think would be important if you were a uh, somebody that might take advantage of a benefit like this to think about beforehand i was surprised that i liked the front
1: end side of coding more than the back end mm. i didn't know that was a thing i didn't know there were you know they could be different or they could be different roles uh, you, like you're talking about having that mind for coding, maybe you do, maybe you learn both, but you decide that I like one better than the other. Like you're not really stuck. Um, like I'm trying to make a update my personal portfolio now. And even, even the, um, the pre-made ready to go type, uh, programs still touch on terminology that I've learned from that tech. So I haven't escaped it. It still comes up, but, um, yeah I think the main thing is just to try it's mm-hmm. really hard to know until you give it a shot. Um, you mentioned the Jumpstart program. I, I think that's a great idea. You, you really just have to give it a go and and see what you think like anything else in life, you know there's a little
0: bit of risk, but you don't know until you try for sure. So where do you see yourself going? You just talked about updating your own portfolio like where in your journey and your employer isn't listening, so don't worry about <laughs> it. You could say all your deep, dark career path secrets right now. But, <laughs> like, wh- kind of like, what's your trajectory look like? You're, you know, give, you know, paint, paint us the picture of five years, 10 years from now for you. Like, what is it that you're shooting for? It's hard to say. It's um, mm. a lot of stuff up in
1: the air. I'm, I'm still in school right now, working on NBA, MBA, so that'll be done in December. Um, for me, I almost just want to take a break for a year and let my mind reset. Yeah. I there's a part of me that loves seeing pieces come together. Maybe it's like growing up playing with Legos or different puzzles, but would love to be in a role where I'm interacting with different groups of people. And I'm kind of like that person who's talking to developers on one end, talking with operations on another end and, connecting all these pieces together um, and bringing something forward, a product, a project. Um, yeah. So yeah, not the most concrete answer, but I think I'm kind of in that mode of, well, let me just meet everybody, talk to everybody, get involved with as many industries as possible. And I think with time, I think I'll meet someone one day and be like, that's it. That's what I want to do. And, I, and as I've met more people, I realized, I don't have to have it figured out. Everyone I meet, they're like, no, I'm still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. And one who I think has already figured it out, but like, nope, I'm I'm still kind of deciding my own path. So the pressure has kind of been relieved, but at the same time, I'm an avid learner. So, you know, I'm still practicing. I just took a SQL class through school. Um, I'm constantly learning what's something new just to see when that time comes, I'm ready to. Snatch so that
0: opportunity you're pointing something out. i think is so critical and that is to not believe that there that being a software developer is one single definable thing that there are so many roles it's like being in tech is like saying you're in fashion <laughs> it's just so broad. There are so many different types of roles. There are so many types of companies. There's big companies, small companies, intimate scenarios where it's you and one other person that's building this vast thing versus being on a large team where you're, you know, re-innovate, you're innovating something major. There's just, it's so broad and so vast, which can make it very overwhelming because it's like, well, then where do I start? Yet at the same time is just know that it kind of doesn't matter. And I think that's the point you're saying that really I resonate with is like, it doesn't matter really where you start. It's actually more important just that you start and that you are following a path that excites you today and not just taking what's in front of you at face value, that there's just so much more to it. And we were talking a lot a bit about the career path of a software developer. And just right before this interview, I was meeting with somebody where we were talking about this and the different, you know, stages that a person who writes code may go through. And it is incredibly vast. Right. I mean, just in programming alone, you can go from an entry level software developer that's focusing just on, you know, back end work such as Ruby or Ruby on Rails or Python, something like that. And you're almost never touching front end work. You're never touching a mobile app. And then one day you're like, I want to give that design thing a try and I'm going to go front end. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm going to weave my way to mobile apps. And then I'm going to weave my way to games. And then I think I want to be an entrepreneur of sorts that is more of a product manager who sort of oversees the design of the feature. I mean, there's it's just so vast. And so it really, again, doesn't actually matter where you start. But might take advantage of starting, you know, and I think going back to this whole vet tech, utilizing vet tech is it's one of the greatest parts about the program. Um, you know, for those that it applies to is like you are getting an incredible benefit to get yourself into an industry and your options are so vast that if one one thing doesn't work out, you can pick something different and still end up with you know reasonably good money, if not great money. Living and functioning the way you want to function on a day to day basis, and your your avenues to growth are almost immeasurable, so it's it's really cool. And so I appreciate you mentioning that because it's absolutely true that it's just so broad and vast
1: it's and I mean, I was talking with like a and I, we had this meeting with um like my supervisor's supervisor supervisor, and it was just talking about a shortage of um, like a lot of people who come out of the military have a security clearance and but very like like we mentioned very few know how to code and he's like yeah i'm we have a shortage of software developers and all the work that we work a lot of the work that we work on is requires having that level of um, clearance so right off the bat you already knocked out the hardest thing or the most that big barrier that people can't even break into you just have to learn the skill and." The demand is there like it compared to different industries that may may not have opportunities right now this is a field and industry that has that demand and they are looking for people right now so the opportunity is definitely there
0: well looking at the time it's time for us to wrap up i really appreciate uh you chatting with us will uh, you know I think the opportunities for veterans regarding their benefits to create an incredible career path for themselves after they've left the the service is, is incredible. And I really appreciate you telling us your journey, going through that yourself. And also that, you know, you're now going through a secondary program, getting your MBA as well. And I'm re- I'm really going to be fascinated to figure out how you <laughs> weave it all together because... I mean, right. <laughs> if you are an MBA with a technical programming background, mm-hmm, you're going to probably be just fine. <laughs> <have to> <laughs> well, very good. Well, anything for our audience before we go?
1: Uh, I'll, I'll make a quick plug. Um, here in San Diego, I lead the Veteran Spirit Club or networking group located all around the the U.S., um, they actually have one in Bend, Oregon, but uh, our biggest ones in San Diego. Think of um, you know that one thing people tell you to keep doing networking, but you don't necessarily know how to do. We bridge that gap. Super informal, come by, uh, have a beverage of any kind and just meet someone new. That's how I first learned about Learn Academy. And I've been trying to make that connection to bring in, um, just make that connection, bring in more veterans into the program. But uh, that's something I do on the side. Um, and yeah, give it a shot. Really, really big fan of ad tech. It's, I uh, can't think of the right word, but it's that one thing that people should know
0: about um, that people aren't taking advantage of. Well, excellent. Well, with that, thank you so much for your time. And to you, to all of you listening, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Even if it didn't directly apply to you, I hope you got a little something out of it. And if, again, you are in the service and you would like to know as a veteran how to take advantage of some of these benefits, you could reach out to our team and we're not only really well informed, but more than happy to help. And then aside from that is if you know anybody that is either a veteran or is trying to take advantage or consider how they might make a career into tech, again, have them reach out to us or even, you know, send us a note and we're happy to reach out to them as well. Because more than anything, we want to help people find a career path that works for them. With that, thank you so much for your time, Will, and thank you so much for listening. And until next time.